It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. Port, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Day 5. Redesigning Culture How can you think about a different way to redesign your culture and compliance program? Many leaders fear failure when tasked with such new workplace expectation creation. However, if you see the challenge to do so as a process, you can then have a way to move forward. Obviously, having a process gives you a structure and format to work through. Moreover, the fear of disrupting other areas which demand high corporate attention has left many leaders sensitive to the issues of retention and unsure what accommodations, if any, will attract and keep talent the key issue for com- companies moving into the second half of this decade. Many are apprehensive of, about what their competitors are doing. All of this has a ripple effect. Because of the fear of failure, leaders begin to stumble on issues of inclusion, belonging, and identity. Rather than being bold and adopting an experimental mindset, they are failing, falling back on familiar ways of operating and becoming less empathetic to what others want. When you fear failure, you retreat. Obviously, this is true for the compliance function as well. The way organizations work is in need of an overall structural overhaul. Leaders who confront their fears and set up these tasks can move forward through four crucial steps. Understanding people, networks, and jobs, reimagining how work gets done, modeling and testing ideas, and ensuring the overhauls are sticky. This comes from an article entitled The Four-Step Process for Redesigning Work by Linda Gratton, which appeared in the MIT Sloan Management Review. So, I've adapted her steps for the compliance professional. Number one, understand what matters. Probably the top fear is the decision to work from home or require workers to return to the office. But the key is to understand with precision what matters where and how productive work takes place, what people want and how knowledge flows. For instance, being in the office can allow for more productivity and crucial tasks around individual thinking and analyzing and writing. Turns out for these people, being out of the busy office during a lockdown was a plus. However, um, that is not only the only equation is people, work, and knowledge flow differently across a company. Bringing ideas across all disciplines is crucial. In the office, there are engineers, planners, and all manner of employees, and leadership allowing a variety of office-based working can maximize cooperative behavior. Number two, reimagining new ways of operating. Understanding a focus of your compliance team can be a key driver of productivity, but it can also lessen fears pushing for an office-based way of work and enabling employees to be bold and imaginative. Imagine you try to create opportunities for some employees to work anywhere for three months. Once again, this might not work for all companies, but if your compliance tasks lend themselves to this approach, it could be useful for you to consider going forward. Number three, model and test new ways of working. Obviously, any model of work should be aligned to the company's purpose and business strategy. Unfortunately, for many top-down businesses, this means treating your employees like children. Imagine that. 
But if you succeed during the, if you succeeded during the pandemic and you had to succeed during the pandemic, you should be able to determine a hybrid way of working that could have a long-term play for your organization. For compliance, that might mean a fuller determination of what being customer-centric means and how hybrid work could work to align changing customer needs. Of course, for the compliance professional, your customer could be a variety of stakeholders, such as employees, supply chain vendors, or other third parties. The point is to be bold and courageous in your attention and in the spirit of being experimental. Sound like any lawyers you know? And number four, act and create. A clear concern is that this new model of work may end up becoming a fad that doesn't get embedded into the culture of the company. But you can work on that once again through a process. What's that process? Leaders must be engaged. A series of workshops by lead it, led by them can create a managerial playbook and enthusiasm within your workforce. Number two, communicate to describe how these new work models will positively impact talent attraction and retention while supporting the strategic aim of the business. You tell people they can work from home when the interview process and that somehow changes after they hire on, that's going to bode very, very poorly for you. You need to be transparent in your expectations. But remember, the key element for every corporation in the next five years into 2030 will be talent acquisition and talent retention. Are you going to throw away the wrong or the you're going to throw away the employees who will make you a better company simply because they want to work from home? Well, you're not going to be a company very long if you do that. Next, managers must have open and active communication channels with their teams to make agreements on details when employees come together and when they're going to work from home. And finally, managers should support each other through peer networks to support and learn from each other. Remember, managers are not only how you communicate downward, but they're your intake personnel. They will have information from people who want to raise their hand and speak up directly to them. So there's three key questions that you need to ask yourself. Where are you now on the journey of redesigning work? Are there steps you need to re-engage in in a purposeful manner? And three, are you clear about what your biggest priorities are? The actions you will take will create a signature model of work and define the deal that you are making with your employees and your customers. The same is even more so true for a chief compliance officer the corporate compliance function, and your overall corporate culture. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, they're pretty simple. Number one, how to think through redesigning your culture. You can do this through the process we've laid out in today's podcast. Number two, understand what matters to your employees. Engage your employees to find out if they want to work from home, if they want to have a hybrid model, when they want to be at the office, what are their expectations or what are your expectations of them in both situations? But you have to understand that. And how do you do that? Well, it's pretty easy. Number three, listen, listen, and then listen. You have to listen to your employees. and You're going to have to engage your employees going forward. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to tell you about an exciting new tool that I have developed with Sam Silverstein head of the Accountability Institute. It's called the Culture Audit. We're going to premiere this tool at a webinar 
on Tuesday, November 28th at noon. I've linked to the webinar in the show notes. In this webinar, you will learn how you can assess the current state of your corporate culture, how you can use the cultural assessment audit as a gap analysis, and how you can use the cultural assessment audit as a roadmap for remediation, and how this process will provide a documented auditable trail if a regulator ever comes knocking. I hope you'll join Sam Silverstein and myself on Tuesday, November 28th at noon central time where we premiere the new software tool, the Culture Audit. I know you will find it incredibly useful for your program. If you've enjoyed today's episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program, I hope that you will subscribe, rate, and review wherever great podcasts are listened to. As you know, this podcast goes out daily. In each podcast, with one topic, I give you three key takeaways that you can implement in your compliance program at little or no cost. So it's the only daily show with a tip on how to build out your compliance program. Check out 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program, and more importantly, subscribe, rate, and review. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you for listening to this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.